Welcome to the Lesbo and the Bean universe. Lesbo and the Bean. L-A-T-B. Lat-B. Where mixed martial arts and the UFC get silly. Big silly. Buckle up and move your tray tables to their upright position. And please, somebody shut that baby up. It's time for Lesbo and the Bean. Welcome back. Welcome back. Episode 163 post-show recap ricochet from the eventful Saturday fight night out of Wisconsin. Uh, I gotta say, the fans did not show out. The fans did not show up. Undersold. Definitely empty seats for the end of the night. Uh, educated, were they? They were definitely they were definitely hometown favorites that they were rooting for, and when they didn't come through, they weren't happy about it. I didn't notice very much of the audience, honestly. It wasn't there. The gate was super small. One of the lowest gates ever. A lot of people saying that um, UFC more than likely is not going back to Wisconsin. Huh. Interesting, right? I would yeah, think they were a fight culture. It seems like they would like it. So. It, yeah, it does seem like it'd be a fight culture. I thought like a lot of good wrestlers come from Wisconsin or something. Is what my prejudice would be of Wisconsin. I bet a lot of good wrestlers come from there. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Tough thing. What else do you got to do in the winter other than get into a room and train to kill somebody? I mean, that that's what you would do out there. No, there's a big fight contingency, but before all that, again, we're going to have a little uh, extra bonus if you stick around all the way to the end of the credits this time around. But uh, Or I don't know, I might release it in another episode. Interesting. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. Yet. Interesting, interesting. I I would say I was gonna say because we talked about the Jesse Jets Clark versus Andrea Lee, which ended up falling out. Just via for shits. Friday. Um, should we tell him what the surprise is? I guess it doesn't. Yeah, just we've for done it shits. before. Yeah, we recorded just the last two fights. Uh, just for shits. Just our live breakdowns of what kind of happens. Uh, with the mic in the room, I didn't feel like we. We were just breaking down the co-main event and main event, which were phenomenal. Really, really fun time watching those fights. lot to be said throughout the night. It definitely started off not so well when we had a fight fallout with Andrea Lee and Clark, who missed weight again. No. Oh, yeah, Jessica Clark. So did. before we even talk about the fight night, that ended up falling out, making it a 12-card bout. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people were staying away from that fight in general, so didn't really hurt me. But it is one of those things you got to follow us on Twitter. Also, another person you should follow on Twitter, MMAPodcast.com. Giving a little live shout out and to Matt C on the YouTubes. Thanks for the love. Always appreciate it. If you're whoever else out there, remember to like and subscribe. Tell a friend. Try it out. Try it out. Yeah, tell MMA Podcast that we sent you and you follow them on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, sucker. <laughs> so, JK. anything else that started off the night no before shade. we even got in there? Um, it's gonna be thirteen days till we watch fights again, right? Do we have finally have a little bit of a break? I don't know. I didn't think two, so. Two three two is Jones Gustafsson, right? Correct. And that is the 29th. And that's, there's no other fights in between. 
There is a Bella... Nope, there is no other fights I'm seeing. We're about to have a little bit of a break. Fortunately for the fans, we're still going to be coming at you with our uh, scheduled podcast. It is we're Christmas and everything. About. Snoopy. There'll be a whole bunch of... Uh, you know how they play this Christmas movies. Nighttime before... What's your favorite Christmas movie? I know we're not there yet, but... Uh, I gotta go with uh, Hacky Ass... Die Hard. So I gotta say Die Hard, but if it's a comedy that's like a feel-good, Home Alone 1. Hmm? No, actually, that's a lie. Home Alone 2, just because of the electrocution scene, but that's a attempted murder nowadays, after this post-Me Too movement. That's attempted murder with the uh, <laughs> little blonde kid. Unless you're in Florida at Stand Your Ground, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. They were in New York, though. They were in New York. <laughs> but um, I like uh, Scrooged. With uh, Bill Murray. <laughs> Interesting. I always just was like, this is on again and change the channel when I was a kid. Oh, I love that movie. Okay. I okay. love that movie. I might have to put that. It's getting close. I There's not two. But I like every single one of the versions of that. That you get visited by three ghosts. The ghosts of Christmas past, present, You're future. a fan of that. I do like that. Interesting. Isn't that weird? That is really weird. <laughs> I, I just realized because am... I'm like, eh, I'm not really into ghosts, but I'm like, I do like that. Like, So you were all about actually ghost. Yeah. And that movie and the, the forbidden freaking bowl making scene. Anyways, yeah, this is a... <laughs> Holiday episode. <laughs> yeah, it's not yet. I'm going to have to put a hat on it already. So I'm more of the action Christmas type of guy. Give me some action So we comedy. could break down. No, even if it still we'll do the prelims maybe on the Sunday and then the main card, but I don't even know if the card's good enough to do that. Oh, it's good enough. To break down prelims separately? Oh, yeah, it is. John Bones Jones, Gustafson headlines it, but Christina Cyborg versus Mata Leon herself. Oh, that's not the main event? That's a co-main. Oh, shit. Yeah, there's some fights on that card. I was looking at it. Yeah, that might be worth separating. That oh, might yeah, be that's a pay-per-view. Sunday. We were trying to split up those pay-per-views, but uh, we've been hit hard as of late. It's going to be nice to have a little bit of a break. Uh, I know my lady has been like, man, I feel like fights have been on all week. Evil Twin was saying the same thing. I know Lesbo's also been like, dang. Every day. <laughs> what are we going to do this Saturday? We got fights, girl. We got fights. <laughs> so now, finally going to have a little bit of a break, but we got to recap. And Ricochet, this 12-card event, 12-bout event from Wisconsin, started off with Juan Adams versus Chris De La Roca, TKO, round number three, 58 seconds into it. Juan Adams all over 85 or 9,500 on DraftKings. I had him everywhere, had Juan Adams everywhere. De La Roca actually looked better than he ever has in there at his advanced age and had less of a gut than ever. What I really came from this, um, I think you were highlighting it as well over the night, Lesbo, was Juan Adams might not be the, all the way there yet. His gas tank looked rough. The fact that DC, Daniel Cormier himself, was saying uh, the TJ Dillashaw of the heavyweight division, wrong, 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 wrong. I am sorry. Juan Adams has a lot of growing to do. And via his post fight weigh-in where he has to cut from 275 278 to make 265 his recovery food for that was six bags of oreos bag of condoms other snacks jelly beans 
and uh, all sorts of juices to drink. So, if you're a professional athlete, regardless of what weight division, you shouldn't be eating that level of sugar. I think he had double stuffed Oreos, like a couple sets of those. And people are like, you're not going to really eat all those. And he's like, I don't know. But he got that BD energy. I mean, big genital, big genital energy. <laughs> <laughs> Via the Irish dragon. But uh, I was really actually scared off of what I saw from Juan Adams in that. The Kragen got me taking a step back. I think guys give him a lot of trouble. If Derek Lewis, with his bad cardio, comes in with an overhand right, I mean... Juan Adams was eating every single punch, and it was just Roca was wearing it way worse. How did you feel that one went down by the end of the night? Where do you go with these guys? I really like the Kraken going forward. I think he had a lot to learn from that fight. We always say how a guy doesn't learn anything if he's finishing everyone in the first round, and until that moment, the Kraken wasn't, so he didn't know he had anything to fix. <clears throat> Now he had a guy like Della Roca pull him into deep waters. He knows he has something to work on, and I think that's only going to make him better. I like everything about it, the way his body works, and his fix is so small because everything you're saying is, oh, we just give him, I don't know if it's the Paradigm Training Center or where he's, if if that's a good enough camp for him. Maybe he needs to step up to that next level of training center, but nutrition nutritionist. Very simple. Yep, he it is. He is nutritionist. All of a sudden, this guy is like, Shredded. he's already going hard into the second round without getting winded. Right. Like, Oreos alone, that garbage has to make you winded. Agreed. That's what I'm saying. It's just, there's a lot to learn, but he's a young man in a big division with a so lot I of gaps. I kind of like him going forward, and depending on who he's fighting... Um, like you were talking about with this fight, he really, you saw his level of wrestling in there. And once that was evident, it's like, oh, okay, he might be, right, he right, might right, be right. okay if he's not exhausted. So <laughs> it got hairy in there a couple times. Della Roca really put in a valiant effort. Um, moving forward, I could see Della Roca staying around just cause again, it's the heavyweight division with not too many contenders and Adams. Hopefully they don't shoot him right up to the top of the division and they give him a couple lower key Agreed. guys first. Agreed. He does not need a huge step up yet, but big learning experience. Moving on to, to the 205-pound division, we had Mike Rodriguez debuting against Adam Milstead, and this was a big turnaround for me. I actually retweeted this on at Zoltanite on Twitter, the Bean himself, saying that I had an underdog play. This was one of my free bets in Mike Rodriguez because I started to hear as the week went on, Adam Milstead talking about if he doesn't win this fight, he's going to probably retire because he's not getting any shots to whatever. He's actually still working a full-time job. It's getting really hard. He's got kids growing up. And red flag, you start talking about retiring at all right before a fight. You say it afterwards that you were thinking about it. That's different. You say it beforehand. I'm putting money against you. So I had an underdog in Rodriguez, put him all over my DraftKings at about 8,400, somewhere in that range, maybe even 7,800. But TKO round number one, I like Rodriguez, but Milstead, I think, was already a foot on the way out. So I got to take that into account. What did you see in this fight? Um, I really stayed away from it altogether because um, I really didn't like what I saw from either guy. Um, I don't like what I saw from Milstead and because I don't really like what I saw from him it makes me not trust what Rodriguez was throwing out there 
This was a finish via knee to the body. We did have a couple livers end up on the You're mat You're right. There was tonight. a ton of body work tonight. A ton of it. I mean, those guys I are pissing blood. I keep getting an blood. itchy throat. I don't Guaranteed. know if my tea is, has too much cinnamon in it. And Maybe like, it's a pepper. You got some pepper in there. You got some pepper in your tea? Yeah, that old pepper tea. Delicious old pepper tea. <laughs> but, um, I slurp it on the mic. I agree. Milstead, we don't have to worry about. He retired officially Sorry, directly after this. We had a couple retirements as well officially throughout the fight night as well. Milstead being the first one and leading off, leaving his gloves in the ring. But Mike Rodriguez, again, a really good wrestler is going to give him trouble. A guy with a weaker chin, he's going to be able to walk through at this point of his career. He actually got his first training, um, strength and conditioning training partner after he lost to Devin Clark. Good stuff here in making big changes for that young man. Moving on to the 145-pound division, we had Dan Ige winning a unanimous decision over the local debuting Jordan Griffin. I mean, this was a one-sided fight all three rounds, 30-27. Ige took over everywhere, got hurt at times a bit. Um, but Griffin's power, he swung very, very hard and connected. Ige was able to take it, and then once those big shots really slowed down, Ige on the ground took over. He was a solid favorite. He showed why. I, I mean, neither guy really goes anywhere because at 145, I think Griffin can beat the lower barrel guys, but he's got a big, he's got cardio issue and takedown issues he's got to work on. Ige's, though, a dark horse in the division. What do you remember from this fight, if you remember anything? Um, I also think Ige is a dark horse in the division. I think he handled all three rounds. Um, I don't know if he's that much better, but I really didn't love anything that I saw from Jordan Griffin. Everything I saw from Ige, I thought he handled himself really well inside there, and he looked just as dangerous on his feet as he did on the ground. He looked strong. He was overpowering. Um, yeah, I really like Dan Ige. Doom, doom, doom. I think he is somebody that's going to sneak up. He's um, like a, a Land Alvinata or something. Just in the way that he'll be like a sneaky play, little underdog, little Cheeto Vera. I like what I saw in there, for sure, for sure. At 185 pounds, we had Zach Cummings winning a unanimous decision over Trevor Smith. Called this a dirty-ass split all day. It was a stay-away on DraftKings, and it worked out because uh, this was on no winning lineups that I saw. This was a low-scoring fight. Zach Cummings moving back up to 185 pounds. Looks a little soft, but he just can't make 170 pounds, and uh, I don't know if Zach Cummings wins too many more fights other than Trevor Smith. I think Trevor Smith is at the low end of the division. And we saw why. Both of their gas tanks actually looking really gassed at this point. Zach Cummings, it's that's not good. He's really starting to get hit a lot more, but Smith just had nothing on the punches. And it turned into a big wrestling match. Zach Cummings moving I forward disagree. on the scale. I think both guys, Woo! when they try to feed them to these newcomers coming through the division that don't have good enough ground games, it'll tell when they get to Zach Cummings or to Trevor Smith. And if they get to Zach Cummings or Trevor Smith and don't have good enough stand-up, it'll exploit. I think there's a couple more games for both old dogs, and I think there's money to be made on both as because they're both going to be cheap. And they're grinders. They're never going to put up that many points, but they're a safe play for, like, getting your money back. That's what I think. But I didn't go heavy on this, and I, 
I think we it paid off. I think we called this to a T. Oh, you made money if you're listening to that B. I broke even unfortunately just because I did have one No, there was there were some mega cards out there. I saw 702 on some of the tournaments I was in. 702 for a fight card. We were getting in the 600 mids, if you listen in a lot B. Staying away from key matchups like this. Saw a lot of people profiling coming I went here. heavy. We'll get there when it gets to the fighter. <laughs> I went heavy on the wrong guy. I didn't have bad choices with some of my winners and cards. I just went heavy on the wrong guy. So it, like, cost too many of my cards. Anyways. Well, a guy that to go heavy on that did work out was Like, Jack I would have rather gone heavy on Trevor Smith than, like, Mearshart. I would agree with that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Or> <laughs> at 185 pounds, Jack Hermanson came in and demolished Gerald Mearshart. Also, meatball characters. He ended up doing some part-time work as a kid. I know, and then I felt nice. It's not. I'm not picking on his looks. I'm not saying he's you an ugly nice? dude. I felt bad. Oh. <laughs> um, like, I didn't feel nice about it. He, um, I think Mearshart is... He's not an unattractive guy. He just resembles the alien from Meatballs a little bit. Definitely. After we did it, I didn't like, I was like, oh, I don't like picking on someone's looks. <laughs> I only like talking good stuff about their looks. He's I'm still like, an attractive guy. He yeah. still has a career in the UFC, but he was definitely outworked by Jack Hermanson. And he was, I mean, he had a check mark He's on no every Emil point. <laughs> definitely no Emil Meek. That's who I keep getting him confused with. But Hermanson showing just his raw strength and grappling he showed in that latest fight a good gas tank in the third round by taking latest out in a fight he was losing. Here, I mean, those hooks, remember when he had Mershart's, uh the hooks on Mershart and he was just belly down, couldn't move at all. Oh Eventually my gosh, you were kept pointing. Yeah, strong, strong hips, strong, strong hips. You're like, look how strong he is, just kept him. Flat as a yeah. board and then eventually got the choke in, in there or the guillotine choke, but he jumped on that guillotine choke from just landing all sorts of knees to the body. Is that is Jack Hermanson that good? I think he's starting to really come forward. I'm liking a lot what I see from Jack Hermanson. A lot, a lot. He just moves really fluid in there. He's really turned it into an MMA where he's not just a striker anymore. On the ground, the way he jumped on that guillotine, I don't care who you are. You're going out. And 142 points on DraftKings had Hermanson... On 60% of my cards, ended up picking him throughout the night. Didn't think it was going to be that decisive of a finish. Um, but I think we did say expose yourself to either one of these fighters because this could be a fight of the night potential. And it was for one guy. Yeah, I was totally off about Mearshart, and I really liked everything I saw from Jack Hermanson as well. And I thought Mearshart was going to have the way stronger ground game. And how off. Wow, or is it just pure strength? So it like over it dominated, but yeah, I loved everything I saw from Jack Hermanson. Where do you go with Mearshart from here? I don't know. I'm nervous. Trevor Smith, baby. That's it. Are they the same kind of? Yeah, that's it. That's their fight, and then that's for loser leaves town in my eyes, right there. And then Jack Hermanson, Zach Cummings. I think Hermanson's above Cummings because he also beat Latis as well. I think Hermanson's, yeah. But I could also see that against Cummings, and I want to be angry at that. But uh, I don't think many people are going to be signing the dotted line on Jack Hermanson's contract. Same with Quan Adams. <coughs> There's not a lot of heavyweights that are going to be signing that contract immediately. Yeah, I agree. Moving I think Jack Hermanson's a scary MF. Uh, so we're getting into the first fight that I changed of the night that I listened to the show, and I was swayed. <laughs> 
And I went, I had Silva and I switched to Gordon um, decision. And I stuck with Gordon as well, thinking that he, the local. Well, I know I listened favorite, to the bean. <laughs> was going to come through and. Uh... I had Silva on the show and I didn't have to out myself, but I did because like we say is stay with your gut back then. Don't change all your cards. Make new cards. Make new parlays or Definitely. something. So I stuck with those two. And so it didn't, I don't blame anyone but myself. But Jared Gordon, I also was a bias after I listened to you and then watching him at weigh-ins and stuff. He seemed like he had good confidence, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, okay. After weigh-ins, I actually played Silva on a few. And I do feel like we were a bit, I was a bit on with Jared Gordon. Um, He didn't come in with a prior injury that we know of, but he has already come out and said, "Uh, I tore my LCL. I hope you guys are happy about it because he got beat from pillar to post in there. Um, actually, it was a good brawl into the first and second round. I'd say the first round I would have could have given to Gordon, but uh, Joaquin Silva was eating those shots moving forward, looking like a Terminator in there. The other thing, all the Rufus Sport guys lost. Woo! Did all, every single one of them lose? Did uh, Lesbo tell you you go with all or you go with none? <laughs> you go with none. <laughs> if you went with none, you did good. You did good as the hell, and I had a card. That did really well. Didn't have one of the Rufus Sports guys on it. Oh, so smart. So, so listening smart. to Lesbo. That would have saved my night. You got to read between the lines sometimes. Trouble throughout life sometimes. Trouble read, throughout life. Read between the lines and stick with what you got. But I did actually have Silva on a few cards. Gordon not so much because he was over that like 9-1. And Silva scary contender at 155 pounds. Definitely a fun guy to watch. Gordon. Was this a fight that was the sketchy finish where you're like, he's already out in there? Uh, no. This was Gordon literally being standing TKO'd, being held up by the fence. That he, yeah, oh yeah, where he was clunk. Where he was yeah, a, okay. a four, five punch combination and went out on his feet uh, with a torn LCL apparently. So, uh, Jared Gordon, take a break, dude. Heal up. He's still got that hand injury. Gotta heal that knee up for a little bit. But uh, Gordon takes, he's a punching bag in there. That's his biggest attribute is that he moves forward with whatever you hit him. But now that he's facing heavy punchers that can keep up a pace, you know, Homer Simpson defense doesn't work that well the further you get into the UFC. Fun guy to watch him so well. <laughs> Moving on to Dakar Close winning a split decision against Bobby Green. Second and here's where I have to give you credit is because I switched to you from Green to the close decision um, I think I might have had close on air or not, but I felt okay about it, but only because he was the closer to local guy. But it was, Bobby Green was a good wager gauger. I had Bobby Green on a lot of spots at 6,900 because I did say on the time, on the show, over 2.5 rounds if you want to make a bet that cashed. And also, um, Bobby Green's going to go to decision. So if he's 6'9", it's worth it. That guy will always throws out a ton of punches. I mean, neither guy was really... Was Bobby Green ever really hurt in here? Leg kicks really added up in that fight. But never, no fighter really got anything in off. And it's because Bobby Green is elusive. But Bobby Green retired officially after this because he's tired of being in dirty-ass splits. And I think he has only himself to blame for... We called this 100%. What he, What did he do? Man, he didn't touch me. He's grabbing my gloves. Hey, man, you didn't hit me. Hey, shaking my head. Nah, man, that didn't hurt. Yeah. That tells the ref, that hurt. That tells the judges, that hurt. 
He gave he gives it away. Gives it away, Bobby Green. Trakar close, he's gonna be in dirty ass close decisions. Non-stop. Non-stop. It's not gonna change. He point fights. Yeah, I was just about to say, does he lack power? Yes. Does he lack power? Yes. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And he can't go down and wait. His body is tight. Tight. He got tight that little body. <laughs> he can't go down and no wait. <laughs> So he, don't Bobby, have, he doesn't have that Cummings flab on his belly. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Bobby Green, we don't have to worry about where he goes. He's officially done with MMA. Good luck to Bobby Green in oh any my of gosh. his next and endeavors. Should, that's a damn shame because he has some skills. He's I think fun. he ruined some people's fight nights still I to think, come. I think he could go to a one and beat a lot of those guys and get paid right there. So maybe his retirement Bobby Green, don't be silly. You good, boy. But it's like what we've said multiple times with these retirements. It's like, yeah, I'm retiring from the UFC. I mean boy in a racist way. It's Bobby Green. If it sounded racist. <laughs> All right. Um, but he's re- saying he's retiring stateside so he can fight in Japan because, or Asia, I mean. Oh, good, 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 good. You know, it could That's be. Good. I'm just saying, yeah. I don't know. Because I bet you they come over with them paychecks. Bobby Green will put the gloves back on. But they put on a show for friends. They really did go out there and really uh, fight each other. I thought it was a good fight. It was a fun fight. It was a fun fight. That's what Green does. So I could still see him sticking around. Moving on to the 170-pounders, we had Zach Otto versus Dwight Grant. This was actually a local boy in Zach Otto coming off of a one of the worst calls of the year, in my eyes. Dwight Grant didn't deserve to win that fight, but he didn't deserve to lose it either. I did think he did enough, striking-wise, to win about, I believe, it was like over 60 strikes landed positively for uh, Grant, and he still lost due to one takedown was landed the entire fight, and it was for Otto. But not a really, not a lot really happened in this fight. I actually exposed myself because Dwight Grant was at 9-4. So there was times with Bobby Green and a couple other underdogs like Silva on my cards that I had the money to pay. So I was like, ooh, look, might as well put Grant. He's going to probably finish Otto. And it didn't work out. Leave money on the board. It works out sometimes. Leave yeah. money on the board. It's great advice. What it's great advice. What do you... Fia went down in this debuting Grant fight. Nervous about Grant going forward. Nervous about Otto going forward. I think if I had like a computer button and had some, if we were a news station, we had money behind graphics, there'd be a big stamp that would go across both of them that said, douche, stay away. Stamp of non-approval. Yeah. I agree with that. We really got to remember that, but I think the line is going to reflect that later on. Wrestling's got to work on clinch stuff for Grant Otto again. Ooh, super tentative on that guy. Maybe a little home cooking there. What didn't have to go to the judges was Charles Oliveira versus Jim Miller. A lot of people saw this coming. Oliveira being a big favorite for a wow. reason. Oliveira really starting to really stick to his game plan and not try to strike at all. Love it because on the ground he is a monster, but he was one of those guys that fell in love with his striking because he knocked a couple people out with some knees and... He didn't even try to stand with Jim Miller. Immediately took him down, wrapped him up, and uh, I actually am really happy for Jim Miller in this loss because if he steps away, he took no damage, got paid None. big bucks, Perfect. and done. Like, all right, Hanging man. out with his kids. Great Christmas. Payday before yep. Christmas. Not a black eye. Not healing. Yep. No brain damage from it. Nothing. Just a tappity-tap-tap. Tap, money paid. 
Exactly. Not 15 minutes of hell. He doesn't even have a sore calf muscle. Agreed. He yeah. went out and actually partied and was like, ah, whatever. Uh, breaking his record. Two records broken for the most fights ever, Jim Miller, this fight. And then most submissions ever to Oliveira, who already held the record for most submissions ever in the UFC. And so, all of a sudden in the division, everybody already calls murderers row. Here's this other guy that you aren't even paying attention to. A guy that you're known to, that's known to quit, but it could have been weight issues as well. 145 pounds. At 155, Charles Oliveira's a monster. He's so strong now. He's a monster. He could be a 165-er and be a fucking monster. Yeah, I'm liking everything right now that I'm seeing from Charles Oliveira, but is he the... Da- yeah, he's just the Damian Maya, the 155. Snaking his way up the division. Then we had... Because it still was Jim Miller, so we'll right. see. Like, it's hard to go and call out... At this point out, of his career. It's hard to call out Max, Hol- Max Holloway when you just beat Jim Miller. 100%. 100%. But there was some interesting call-outs throughout the night. Moving on, though, where do we go with Jim Miller? I think he should t- step away. Oliveira, I don't know if it's a dark horse because I think he's going to be a favorite amongst a lot of other fights right now. A lot of people see it. There's always just that when he hits that top five, when somebody's like, no, I can fight your submission off. He's like, oh, shit. Now what do I do? But what's next for him? Maybe like a Pettis? Big Pettis, not baby Pettis? I could see that, definitely. Gaethje, was Gaethje thrown? No, that was later on in the night. Who was the other one? I like that. I could see Pettis in there. I think There's Pettis so is many the other 55ers. In my opinion, Pettis is a guy that's... This is going to be controversial. This is We're going to get emails about it <laughs> at lesboandthebean at gmail. <laughs> um... Pettis is a guy that's hanging on to top 10 in the 155 on pure name recognition alone. He was on the Wheaties box. Was on the Wheaties box. That's his claim to fame. And he has a portion in his uh, garage. I know. You've said it on our show a hundred times. Because that's what it is. That's all he is. That's what I'm saying. So he is a guy that is only hanging on to the top 10. But he can kick your spleen into next week, any second, and he's done it to guys, but mental issues, maybe getting, you know, it's hard to wake up and train when you were sleeping in silk sheets. Well, he's been paid before. He's been paid, paid, and he's always been a guy who's been prone to injury as well. I agree with what you're saying. I like that fight with Burr Oliveira. If you can't get through Pettis' punches, then... He can't. Oliveira's lost to Pettis, I believe. They fought before. No I mean, Oliveira's been in this game. These guys, he's been in it for a while. He's been in since he was 21, 22. He's, what, only 28, 29 now? Still a young man. Do they fight at 145? Either there or 55 because Oliveira's jumped around before there. Or in between these weights as well. But anyway. definitely looking better at 55. Anyways. Going on to the 35ers, we had... Sergio Pettis debuting at 135 pounds, coming in and losing to Rob Font in a unanimous decision. Here, the bean letting you down. I had Sergio Pettis in a decision on the show. Also put a free bet on there. Unfortunately, did not come through. One ended up hitting with Rodriguez, but the plus money, 135 underdog. Uh, Sergio Pettis, baby Pettis, was overwhelmed by a bigger fighter in there all the way around. There was nowhere he won on the ground, was getting eaten alive, and... uh, not wearing the punch as well. Baby Pettis, at, not at 125 pounds, is just time to move to one championship and be in there with DJ and all of his new opponents. And just use your name. 
Yeah, 100%. A former UFC fighter, contender. You don't think Font's next level? I've always been a Font fan, and I'm surprised I picked against Font in a lot of spots, but he's been going up against Beast. It's because you had Baby Pettis biased because you said he was going to be the better Pettis. Pet- but maybe both Pettises, maybe they're, maybe they're peak Pettis. They peaked already? I don't they know. Pettis. Or maybe Baby Pettis can't go any pa- any further past, like everybody knows their tells, and he can't go any further past his teacher because of loyalty. Like maybe he needs to go to a new camp, but stays with his brother's camp, and he's gone as his brother's taken him as far as he can. I could see that. There's time. I mean, still a young guy. Yeah. Anthony Pettis is still a young guy. Yeah, I believe maybe 31, they need 32. to bring either bring some fresh eyes into their camp, or maybe they just need to take a travel during the season to go bring some fresh um, techniques back to their camp for everybody. Right. Just a thought for both Pettis brothers, because it seems like they've hit a rut. And Rob Font still a dark underdog dark horse in the division tons of power good movement good on the ground um rom font sneaky guy in there but he's got tough fights ahead of him i had font and i had him on a couple of cards and he was worth a decent amount of points but he was the favorite wasn't he he was the slight favorite the entire time oh yeah you don't ever give you're like i'm not gonna tell anyone favorites there's no point on my free bets everybody else is telling you it's a favorite already yeah exactly hey i literally almost put other fighters that were like plus two and three hundred as it but as morals here i can't do it it's only and if it's only one or two it's only one or two or just one Took you a can shot. put the other parlays in. Well, I guess sometimes when it's all a parlay, like put even if they're plus money or, you know, if it's good, that's fine too. As long as it's together with three other ones. I like when other bet things do that, if you ever put that out. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, like, I'll Even if there's a winner out. involved in it. So. so, definitely stick around. Follow us wherever you can. Twitter, Facebook, and the YouTubes. Instagram as well. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. Under the co-main event, one of the fights of the year for all the worst reasons. We called it here at Lat B. You're going to remember this for a while. And Ooh. oh, are you? Oh, are you? I had friends texting me, evil twin, saying that his wife had to leave the room because Daniel Hooker was hanging on by a thread. He was hung out to dry. I mean, by his corner. Hangman took a huge step up by competing against the top four guy. From the 14th spot. I feel like here, the Bean had underdog Inez in Barbosa and a straight up Muay Thai striker. Um, the leg kicks really added up, and Daniel Hooker doesn't have a good shot. The way that you beat Edson Barbosa is getting him to the ground, and I didn't think Hooker was going to be able to do that, and he wasn't. And then it was uh, only a matter of time till the end, but if there's somebody who left the liver or took a couple years off their life out on that mat, it was Daniel Hooker, and his corner should definitely be thinking twice. He should be thinking twice in there because that could have been stopped in the second round easy, and it would have been not a big deal. I will say probably different than most of the other people. During the fight, I was calling for the towel to be thrown 100% in. But I said, this is the corner's fault right now. It's not even the silly refs, but the ref should know better that I can tell this motherfucker is just concussed a zombie on his feet right now. I, I There has to be a punch combination that we get to that's considered a knockout. If you can put in 21 punch combination on somebody, 
they're not defending themselves properly. Yeah. And you could see Daniel Hooker from the first round on getting his head ripped straight back with that right landing for Barbosa all night, really set up by the kicks because those kicks started landing and then the head was eventually there. We have to change our idea of what technical knockout means, obviously. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. There was damage there. The commission, why can't the ref stop it? Like there was that ref could have stopped it so many times in the second round and just been like, sorry. There was, I mean... Always that one shot that Yair Rodriguez maybe throws an elbow up there. But if he doesn't, then he just lost two to three years of his fight career in that round that didn't need to start. And the reason I blame the corner more than that, what we saw in that last round, we I agree with you. That was three fights. That was three fights that he's going to miss out on in his career because his corner chose to let him know he'll, he'll want to go out on a shield. That is a fucking ancient style of combat. Yep. Now we want these we guys We have rules to, for a reason. Yes, we want to be in their peaks for as long as possible. So we're going to miss out now on the great Daniel Hooker matchup of him being at his peak against somebody else. He's a young guy. He's not even at his peak yet. But now you just may have peaked him. Now we may have had peak Daniel Hooker. Now you put some really devastating thoughts in his brain like, uh, if this guy's going to murder me out here, I can't rely on my corner. Like, I'm going to have to quick tap now. Like, it could set other domino effect of issues because I wouldn't trust my corner and I'd be like, dang, man, you guys saw me taking shots. I wasn't thinking out there. Like, I don't even remember from that point forward. You know me. Right. How is the ref going to know that I'm out of it? You know that. You had me in the corner. You should know as well as a corner that... When I'm just saying, yeah, man, I'm good. I'll be in there. When his own corner is like, we saw him get concussed a couple times in there. Enough. All right, dude. He lost. Fight another day. He's a young man. He's not as good as that guy. But if you give him time to heal without taking the beating, maybe one day he can beat. He can beat that guy. Yes. But now he has to take maybe a year off. He got beat down in there. And it was a body shot finish. I mean, how many spinning liver shots does Barbosa have to land before you knock down a tree? I mean, oh. I know. Are we different than everybody else? Everybody else is like, finish him. Are we different? <laughs> By we're like, you don't have to finish him. Sometimes, like, let him. He fight. did finish him in the second round. That's I what know. I'm saying. I'm let him fight another day. I'm let. I'm. Yeah, that's my mentality. Because it, it is. Live it's to fight another day. And he can give us other high, highlights, but Edson Barbosa holds on Both to the spot. Both of you guys making it as far as you did with each other, you have nothing left to prove. Totally, totally, totally. Uh, Daniel Hooker's still in the hospital, by the way. Being held for a couple days in the hospital. Something ain't right. Yep. You, I knew it the second he wouldn't get up. Yep. And we knew it while it was in there. And I feel like once your body kicks into that mode, you know, everyone, you've seen it in movies. People get shot and keep walking forward. That's real life. Yep. That's real life. Like, your body can do weird things. Your mind can get you off a battlefield. It doesn't mean it's healthy. So, definitely Ugh. thinking about you, Dan. Daniel the Hangman Hooker. Get well soon, buddy. Take a break. Enjoy the youth. Enjoy your podcast. I know it's doing really, really well right now. So Ugh. definitely. Where do you go with Edson Barbosa here? He's still a top five guy. Edson Barbosa is a dangerous, dangerous man. And um, if he, I know he likes to use just the defense of wrestling, but maybe he doesn't need so much work on his striking. He needs to work on that ground game, if anything. And I still think he's one to watch. Yeah, I think you're right. Top five still. Freaking Charles Oliveira, Edson Barbosa all of a sudden looks gnarly. Charles Oliveira, Barbosa. Um, I'm 
into it, or I'm into Barboza versus Gaethje. Which, going into the main event, is Gaethje where we're implied already in this? Or I'm Was into, honestly, I'm into Edson Barboza versus um, Iaquinta. Al. Not a bad call. On to the main event we go, a five-rounder. We had Kevin Lee losing a unanimous decision to Al Iaquinta. I mean, Al here, I was underrating him. I think a lot of people were underrating Al Iaquinta because he came in short notice and lost the fight he should have lost. But now looking back at it, now seeing the take down the fence, the get-ups, the way to get back to his feet and keep the fight where he wants to, Al Iaquinta... Scary dude at the 155-pound division. Kevin Lee couldn't get much going in there. We did verdict these four main card bouts. And did we 10-10 one of these? Was it round number two we 10-10? Or three. Two or three. One of them. Two or three. But other than that 10-10 round, I only gave, I think, the third round to Kevin Lee. And the other three decidedly for Ally Aquinta. I mean, Kevin Lee, you could see by the end of that fight, ow, little scratch around his eye. Lee can barely see out of his eyes today. He was also held overnight at the hospital oh, for... Wow. Uh, I could be a little bit more wrong on that. Maybe he wasn't. I think he did go to the hospital, but... Um, ow. Fun dude at 155 pounds. A realtor. Definitely showing. I really liked Al going into this fight. I think he had the better hands. I think it isn't that Al is so underrated. It's that Kevin Lee is so overrated. And I said this would be controversial then. And I still think it's the same thing. His mouth got him to where he's at. And no one recognizes it. He bamboozled everybody. Interesting. He just ate up Edson Barboza, who just put in a great showing too, though. I know, but we know Edson Barboza. We know his Achilles heel. If you put him in there against somebody with a ground game, Dunzo. We know Kevin Lee has a ground game, and he has a really tight squeeze. But if you use Kev, if you use Al's game plan, but which we saw the game plan in the first fight and the second fight, identical second rounds. That if you can take a, a figure four across your body and lay there and battle out um, Kevin Lee's wrist and not get that choke in, the same choke that got Kiesa. Kiesa out. Um, then if you can do that and just battle him, he'll burn out his arms and then he is gassed and can't throw up, have any heat on his punches and you can just pick him apart. That's what I think the game plan is. As long as you can just take that second round, I'm going to have tons of power. I'm going to take you down. Yeah, like you're saying, first round, he battled his takedowns the whole time and had better to pick him apart on his feet because Kevin Lee fell in love with his hands. The corner told him, you're going to have to get him down. You're not as good as him on the feet. So he tries to get him down. The one time he does get him down, let him take you down. Relax. Just breathe. Get your composure. Battle one wrist. As long as you battle one wrist, you saw he um, buried his head into his arms, so he protected himself from those occasional punches or elbows and then just held that wrist. And he did it in the first fight, and he did it in the second fight. And I think anyone that goes into with Kevin Lee right now with that game plan, he's not going to win too many fights unless he changes his game plan. That's definitely my... agree. Anyway. Definitely <laughs> that agree. Big... That, it was definitely um, interesting. Now, Ally Akinta, is it, I thought Justin Gaethje immediately came out online and was like, I'll fight that guy. But as well, Al also said, if there's anybody who's... Has Gaethje fought Lee? No. Okay. 
here's what I think is a good idea. I think Al versus Barboza, because even though Barboza got chewed up, this is where MMA math doesn't work. Even though he got chewed up by Lee, he might not buy Aya Quinta because he has a better stand-up and Al's going to want to stand more because Al likes to use his wrestling in reverse more than get people down. So that's a whole different fight. Al's calling for the champ only now. He's saying he's the only one with the real reason because he went five rounds on a day's notice, no training camp, and no one's been able to do that. And he has a point there. That is so true. Um, he puts himself in the talks for sure, beating Kevin Lee, like big mouth Kevin Lee, <laughs> who I didn't think. Um, but Edson was right there. Champ only, you're still off a loss too. You need one more fight, in my opinion. I like Al, but he needs one more fight to get in there with Khabib, to put himself in that, to put himself in with Tony, with Khabib, and with the Connor just because of money, which I don't even care so much about in the conversation because I think it's all going to be on name alone. I think Al needs one more fight to get in that combo. What about Al Poirier? That's a really, really fun fight. But I think Al, it really, he's not like Ali Abdelaziz and he's not going to fuck himself over in a contract. He's going to get paid to have the best fight. And Poirier's on that level of name value. I think Poirier does bring name. It has to be someone Nate? with a good name. That's a good fight. Ooh, that's a great fight. Talk about shit talking. Yeah. But they could also go super samurai with it because Ali Akinta doesn't talk tons of shit. Unless it really comes about, but, I mean, it takes a spark around those gasoline heads to light it off. But I could see them also just being like, oh, we're both cool. We're both cool up until the weigh-ins when someone puts a fist up wrong and it's like, we're throwing monster glasses at each other, boys. Getting yeah. fun. Getting fun in you here. You know what we could do for our next, since we don't have a fight card for a little bit, we could do our best of. We do have the lap beezies coming around the corner. <laughs> the lap <bees. laughs> The lap beezies. I don't care. They don't have any official name yet. We're not dead set in stone on the show. Uh, it does, maybe not necessarily next show. We, use, we also have another Sunday, Monday show coming up as well. So we're going to have a little bit of time before oh, that as well, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll have a couple little spots. but uh, Yeah, like there's nothing on Wednesday. On Wednesday's show, I don't know what... There's no fights to break down. Truth, truth. All right. Well, Did we'll you catch have to get on the it. boxing? I'm only highlights on the gifts. I didn't catch it live. I know that there was also a Bellator show going on. My favorite on. quote of the boxing match of... Um, who was it? Canelo versus Rocky was... Who's Rocky? 100%. <laughs> That's what you said, and That's, that made me laugh. It is true. Who is that guy? On DAZN, if you're DAZNing. But what I did see on Bellator was King Mola Lawa getting his head nearly taken off by that kick. Did you see that highlight? No. He's a punchy fighter now fighting at like 205, Liam Maguire, 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 whatever. I feel like I was burnt out on fights and I didn't realize it until the fights were there. Like, I needed a break to appreciate them. We also ended up catching Brent Primus versus Michael Chandler. Oh, we did watch that. How did well. that? How did you feel about that one? What did we come out in the overall run over Michael Chandler, which we've been hyping up for a while here at Lat B? Michael Chandler would have a hard time faring in the top ten of the UFC. I think in the UFC in general. Will uh, Brooks was his biggest competition, made his biggest name. Him and Eddie Alvarez. Alvia, Eddie Alvarez made it. Had Chandler a has fights. a better shot going over to one. If he has a few fights left, go make real money. 
I That's agree. what I take away from Michael Chandler. Don't come to the UFC. You'll get chewed up. I think so, too. It's not going to be any easier fights. And He'll be able not- to beat, like, Pettis. He's going to come in with like a 12 and 12 to show because that's the way UFC does, where he has a big enough name to just go to one or another or KSI, whatever, KSW. All like, that. I don't think he's in the talks of Khabib Tony. Not even close. Not even close. Again, the guy beating him is went the furthest. He's lost all the marquee matchups. Will Brooks, Eddie Alvarez. I think being Poirier the knocks him out. Uh, yeah, a lot of guys. Yeah, like going through. I think top 15 go guys these. is a tough fight for him. Yeah. I think Charles Oliveira submits him. <laughs> oh, damn. Anything left before we head that's, off into the yonder? That's it, I guess. Thanks again for listening, liking, and subscribing, and we'll figure out something to make this week's show fun. So see you soon. That's more than me. Thanks for listening to Lat B. For all things Lesbo and the Bean, head over to lesboandthebean.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.